I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is David Stradley, the Producing Artistic Director of the Delaware Shakespeare Festival. Here to, in your words, David, talk about all things Shakespeare. All things in 25 <laughs> minutes or less. So, uh... Uh, just some wonderful work you're doing. I was able to attend a, a program you did a, a month or so ago that was sort of the culmination of some outreach activities, uh, really creative work uh, related to this uh, summer's uh, production of the Comedy of Errors. Uh, let's talk. Let's let's back up for a moment for our listeners, those who aren't quite as familiar with the Shakespeare Festival, and and tell us, just give us a little bit of background about the organization, how you've gotten to be where you are today. Right. The Delaware Shakespeare Festival is 14 years old, uh, wow. and the company started as, as a summer-only company. Um, uh, for the first three years, we performed on the grounds of Archmere Academy, and then... Um, Three years after that, as our audience was growing, we moved out to Rockwood Park in North Wilmington. Um, and we do one show every summer outdoors. Uh, it's a really wonderful community event. We keep ticket prices as low as we can so that as many members of the community as possible can come out and see the productions. But in the last three to four years, we've really started uh, expanding out into other parts of the year. We do a, a fun uh, series of, of holiday events, one called Shakespeare Poe around Halloween, one called Shakespeare and St. Valentine around Valentine's Day. And those are you know, thematically uh, aligned readings from Shakespeare, from Edgar Allan Poe, and then from you know Shakespeare and Valentine, from other romantic authors. Um, and then, yeah, with this community cornerstone program that you were referring to, we've started really uh, doubling down on our work with the community and making sure that the plays that we do are, are, are connecting and, and resonating with, with lots of different elements and groups in, in our community. Uh, and then this fall, we are taking our, our boldest new steps since the founding of the company uh, in 2003 with the launch of the Delaware Shakespeare Community Tour. This will be uh, a second full Shakespeare production, and it'll be a production that is specifically built to travel to underserved and non-traditional audiences in places like homeless shelters and detention facilities and low-income community centers. And uh, we'll be kicking that off this fall with Pericles. So as of this year, we have two full productions, which are kind of our, our poles. We have our summer festival and then our community tour. And then we uh, supplement that with various what we kind of call bonus programs, small-scale reading events, partnered events, collaborative events uh, that, that fill out our year. Uh, really fascinating. Um how how the programming has has expanded and and the community outreach um could you speak to um uh, i mean i've seen two two uh growth elements uh in particular one one is the audiences but the other is is the the professionals that you have engaged mm -hmm. in the productions uh, I, I don't think it's a secret to the, the radio audience that, that I'm a performer myself, not with a Shakespeare festival. Uh, as I've all, often said, I don't do Shakespeare because you can't ad lib your way out of Shakespeare. But uh, I, I know from the theater community that you are drawing from a broader and broader geographic range, and and the festival has really the the reputation of the festival has really grown. Could you speak to that both from the audience perspective as well as the actor sure. perspective? Yeah, our audiences have exponentially grown in the last few years. You know, our summer festival about two years ago was kind of averaging twenty five hundred people coming out over the course of the three weeks. The last two years we've been at thirty five hundred people mm -hmm. coming out to see that. Uh, we're we're hoping for another bump this year. We're we're investing more in marketing and. Uh, um, you know, we, we have plenty of room out at Rockwood Park, so we can <laughs> we can we can fit people out there. Uh, but yeah, and artistically, 
We have also seen a, a really wonderful growth surge in the last few years. Um, as our audience grows, more ticket sales happen, more donations happen, and we are able to to take that income and pour it directly back into the talent that is seen on our stage. Uh, so our, our performers have uh, started people that, are, that have better and better credits, you know, bigger and bigger theaters in the, the Delaware and Philadelphia region. Mm-hmm. Um, for most of our history, we were a non-equity company. For listeners that don't know, the, the union for, for professional actors in the United States is called Actors' Equity Association. Um, and last year for Taming of the Shrew, we used our first equity actor, and that was a really wonderful step forward for the company. A, a great actor named Charlie Del Marcel, who had just won the Barrymore Award mm-hmm. for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. The Community Tour production will feature four equity actors in it. Um, and even our non-equity actors have just been actors that are that have a lot more experience and working with with you know some of the the, the best theaters in the area um, and our audience is noticing they keep saying wow it just keeps getting better and better every year um, mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a really exciting time um, we're, we're really grateful that that people in the community are, are noticing the growth are appreciating uh, you know the more stuff that we're doing and the higher quality that we're having and that they are reciprocating with with higher donations and more interest and more Mm -hmm. people coming to Mm -hmm. the shows. Now, this summer show, The Comedy of Errors... why? Why? I mean, not 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 in a you know not you don't have to be defensive. Why that play this year? Right. We we kind of we don't have a formula per se of our, our scheduling, but if you look back over our history, we kind of go between a serious play. A really well-known comedy, and then you know a not as well-known comedy for our summer festival. Um, so two years ago we did Hamlet. Last year we did Taming the Shrew, which is a really well-known comedy. So you know we, as a Shakespeare company, we see it as part of our mission is to make sure our audience is seeing all of the plays. Well, not all mm-hmm. of them. We're probably never going to do Time of Athens, uh, <laughs> but that you know it's we're not just going to try out every year Midsummer Night's Dream and As You Like It, but you know wanting to wanting to share all of what what Shakespeare wrote. Um, Comedy of Errors has always been one of my kind of personal favorites. I, I, I really enjoy the, the uh, not necessarily obscure Shakespeare plays, but the ones that you know aren't as aren't looked at as necessarily as masterpieces. Um, and Comedy of Errors is just a, a joyous, joyous play, um, and it, it seemed like the the right time to do that. And, uh, and I think next year we'll probably be going in more more of a serious direction. Um, uh, but but that was that was the 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 main implement you know reason behind it we had just done a, a really well-known comedy the previous summer so now it's an attempt to do something not not as well known but but still wonderful and fun now i know people who are not familiar with shakespeare mm-hmm. are not uh, a regular attendees of shakespeare there is sometimes that concern that i'm not going to understand mm-hmm. what's going on uh, I'm not going to understand the language. Could you speak to how the Delaware Shakespeare Festival uh, makes those works accessible right. in a you know in a comfortable way where the audience member can can really grasp what's going on yeah. and appreciate what's going on? I think one of the the main things we do, particularly with our summer festival, is it's just a relaxed environment. Um, a lot of times people come to see Shakespeare and they think, all right, I gotta, I gotta pay attention. I gotta listen really hard. I'm gonna get every single word. And when you do that, I mean, that's not how we listen to people. You know, we don't sit there and going, I'm gonna get every single word that Paul says. We just, we let the words wash over us. We pick it up and we understand it. Um, so, you know, you come outdoors, you come to Rockwood Park, you have your picnic, you're sitting there, you're relaxed. You're already not quite in that realm of, oh my gosh, I'm seeing Shakespeare. I have to, I have to listen super, super, super hard to this. Um, so I think that's, that's one part of it. Uh, but then as a company, we just work to really enjoy the language and, uh, and to make it fun to listen to. Um, you know, when 
when Shakespeare's audience, original audience, would have gone to see a play, they actually wouldn't have said, I'm going to see a play. They, they actually said, I'm going to hear a play. Because um, it was a, it was an oral experience, mm-hmm. so we we just work to to make sure that you know yes we 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 literally know what we're saying. I mean I'll stop rehearsal and go okay. Do you really know what you're saying there? Uh, because if the actor doesn't really know what they're saying, there's no chance in heck that the audience is going to be able to know what they're saying. But then we just pay attention to okay, what does that word sound like? What does it feel like? Um, and we just have fun with the language. I, I literally for Christmas this year bought myself five colored rubber balls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we use those in rehearsals just to make sure that we're engaged. In the, in the language play, you know, there's a lot of rhyming in Comedy of Errors, so um, during our rehearsal process, you know, we'll, when, every time there's a rhyme, we'll just we'll pick up these balls and, and throw them back and forth, so we're having fun with the language, and, and that, that, that fun, that enjoyment, hopefully you know, goes out into the audience and, and makes the audience be like, oh, this is this is just fun language stuff. Mm-hmm. There's there's really interesting things going on, and you know, like most professional productions of Shakespeare, like any production of Shakespeare, you know, the scripts are slightly edited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, an unedited Shakespeare play would probably last three and a half, four hours. Although Comedy of Errors is is one of the shorter ones, um, and one of the things we do look for when we when we make those edits is if there are words or passages that have just completely changed in meaning over the 400 years. We're like, we'll just leave that out. <laughs> um, so we aim to you know, streamline the script so they're as understandable as, as possible, and then just make sure that, that as performers we are, we are having fun and, and making it as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is the, are there any specific activities that you engage with the actors uh, in in the rehearsal process? Mm-hmm. I mean, some, some plays, dramas... You learn the lines. You you talk about character, but is are there specific activities with regard to the language? Yeah, I mean, we actually have on staff for the summer someone called a text coach, um, who is is at most of our rehearsals, who is listening, um, who is giving advice. You know, each actor has a, a thirty minute kind of coaching session with her as we start rehearsals, um, as as we go through the script and make sure that they know what's going on with the language, that they're they're having understanding of, of how the rhythm is functioning. Um, so yeah, you know, we, there there is someone whose whole job is. Is just to be there and to be paying attention to the text. And, you know, I'm directing Comedy of Errors, and, you know, I'm very tuned into what the text is doing, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have a, a special person who's just there to listen to that right, and, and help right. the actors out with it. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing we do as far as just making the audience feel comfortable with it is at the Summer Festival, you know, we open up the ground 75 minutes before the show for picnicking and pre-show entertainment. And all of that pre-show entertainment is, is, yes, fun, but it's also there to start to subliminally get out the plot, get out the themes, uh, so that the audience has a, you know, a sense before the play even begins of, of what, they're, what they're getting into. Um, so that when the, by the time the play starts, they in some way feel like they're already a little bit of an expert on the play, so then they can just sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. I want to continue in this direction, but first remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Joining me in the studio today is David Stradley, the producing artistic director of the Delaware Shakespeare Festival. We're talking about this summer's production of The Comedy of Errors. Uh, David, we've been talking a little bit about working with the actors, and you, you mentioned the text coach. I know that throughout the year, uh, Delaware Shakespeare Festival has been involved in some activities that that address th- themes, which uh, I think is really interesting. I mean, Shakespeare is you know his works are four hundred years old. Uh, so, uh, could you talk a little bit about how you work with those themes and some of the community engagement you've been involved with? I, I know uh, I was able to see something you did not too long ago, really at the Delaware Art Museum and the Latin American Community Center. Just some fascinating work. Yeah, we're 
we're very passionate about making sure that that Shakespeare connects and resonates with with our current experiences. So every year, each spring, in the lead up to our summer festival, we do what we call our community cornerstone program, and that takes various forms, but it always aims to to engage the community in dialogue around themes from the summer production that connect to modern life. So the comedy of errors uh, can be looked at as the story of the confusing experiences that three newcomers have when they arrive in a foreign land. So we thought, let's let's really look at that. Let's see what that is actually like. Um, Comedy of Errors is sometimes dismissed as just this farce that's not really about anything serious at all, but there's some real stuff going on in this play. So we reached out to the Latin American Community Center to say, would you like to partner with us and engage in an eight-week playwriting workshop where members of the Latino immigrant community write stories about their experiences arriving in America that connect back to specific moments in Comedy of Errors. You know, in Comedy of Errors, these, these newcomers to the land of Ephesus you know, have, have confusing experiences with law enforcement. They have confusing experiences with, with commerce, with buying and selling. You know, there's there's confusing interpersonal relationships going on. Um, and then there are places that they seek sanctuary. At one point in the play, in the midst of all this confusion, uh, one of these newcomers, you know, goes to the church and, and you know, takes that as their as their sense of, of protection. Um, so we engaged in this playwriting workshop and conveniently, the Delaware Art Museum also had an art exhibit this spring that was on that same topic. They had their wonderful Our America, the Latino Presence in American Art exhibit. Uh, so we engaged in eight weeks of playwriting workshops. We took a visit to the exhibit so the, the playwrights could find artwork that com- you know, uh, applied to their stories. Uh, and then we had a, a final community sharing of that at the art museum where we had slides that showed the artwork that inspired them. The, the playwrights got to talk a little bit about where their story came from. We read short passages from Comedy of Errors so the audience could see how these things connect. Um, and it was really, it was really eye-opening. Um, and again, it you go from the specific to the universal. So we were specifically focusing on the Latino experience. But at the discussion afterwards, uh, a man stood up with a British accent mm-hmm. and said, "You know, I came to America 35 years ago from England, mm-hmm. um, but my sense of confusion." was just the same as as what you were speaking of today with, with your experiences. Even without the yeah. language mm-hmm. being Even a barrier for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really um, fascinating. And so and we've been using those experiences, you know, to try to ground our actors in the fact that this isn't just a farce. You know, I during the rehearsal process I was like, hey, here's a story that, you know, one of one of these members of the Latino community shared with us, you know, that's what's going on here, you know. When when you show up at a, in a in a foreign land and you think all of your money has been stolen, that's a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it was really eye opening to be able to have Shakespeare, uh, you know, enlighten something about the Latino experience, but then also have the Latino experience enlighten something about Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Now, this spring was a milestone year for Shakespeare. Uh, refresh my memory and, yes. and and tell the audience what you did. I participated in it. It was so, a lot of fun. In 1616, Shakespeare passed away. So those of you who are good with your math know that this is 2016, so this marks the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death, which the Shakespeare world is trying to spin a little more positively and call the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's legacy uh, in the world. So on April 22nd, which was one day before the actual anniversary, uh, we did what we called Shakespeare Day and gathered over 50 community volunteers in front of the Grand Opera House and went through lines of dialogue from every single one of Shakespeare's 38 plays in 47 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, and it was wonderful. We had, you know, we specifically didn't, uh, didn't pick, you know, performers, although 
Paul is a performer Thanks. and did a wonderful <laughs> job with Tina Betts on Much Do About Nothing. But, you know, our theme for that day and really for all of our organization is, is Shakespeare is for everyone. Yeah. Um, so we had people, you know, we had bankers, we had lawyers, we had, you know, real estate receptionists, mm-hmm. we had, you know, teachers, um, a little bit of everyone giving it their own spin and, and having fun with it. And uh, it was it was a really wonderful day. And uh, we were only thinking it was a one-time event, but we had several of the participants say, so are you doing this next year? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was fun. It was it was interesting to see, you know, the passers-by, you know, mm-hmm. stop and listen. It was, it was really a, yeah. a, a great way to sort of present Shakespeare and, and you know, celebrate that, that milestone. And, you know, we weren't sure how many people we would have show up. We had over 200 people in front of the Grand, yeah. and uh, our friends at Downtown Visions actually had to, to shut down Market Street right, right in front of the Grand for the, the hour we were there because so many people were coming out. So yeah. after 400 years, Shakespeare still has the ability to, to cause trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Uh, could you speak a little bit about some of the other uh, outreach programs you have, and and I, I'd love to hear a little more about this uh, tour that you have yeah, coming the, up in the fall. Big thing that we're excited about because it's the it's the biggest thing we've done since the company founded is is launching a, a second full production. Um, and as I said, one of one of our goals is is to make Shakespeare accessible to as many people in our community as possible. Our vision statement is simply, we envision a Delaware where people from all walks of life celebrate and explore their shared humanity through Shakespeare's plays. So again, I said, you know, we keep our summer ticket prices as low as possible. You know, we're the lowest professional theater ticket in Delaware. But even then, we know that there are people who still can't afford that that $18 ticket or people that still just can't physically get out to Rockwood Park. Um, So we are taking a production of Shakespeare's Pericles on the road for three weeks this November. Um, taking it into homeless shelters, taking it into prisons, taking it into community centers, um, all throughout the state. Um, this first year, it's, it's mainly focused in Newcastle, but we are doing at least three and perhaps four performances in Kent and Sussex County. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's all about taking Shakespeare back to its roots. Um, mm-hmm. Shakespeare from the very beginning was for all of his community, not just people that could pay high ticket prices. Um, and we're, For the we're, groundlings? The groundlings, right? yes. The groundlings <laughs> are those people that, that paid a penny and stood right up close to the stage. Right. And um, right. uh, it's going to be purposely very intimate. We're, um, you know, these audiences, we're going to maximum around 100 people. Yeah. Um, and they'll be seated in, in a round. And um, we're not going to be performing in theater spaces. You know, these will be in cafeterias, in conference rooms, in, you know, auditor- in um, gymnasiums. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to those 12 tour performances, we'll be doing four public performances at the Delaware History Museum uh, on Market Street. Now, why Um, Pericles? Yeah, you know, Pericles is a play about everything life throws at you. It's a play about a prince who has it all and then loses it all multiple times over and then through a series of, uh, you know, remarkable events is is restored. So our hope in in taking this play to to non-traditional audiences, people that are living, you know, at the margins of our community, Mm -hmm. living at the extremes of their life, um, that this is a play that, that hopefully will, will respect and resonate with their life experiences, uh, but also provide a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So tell me, th- probably the broadest question I've asked, uh, mm-hmm. what does Shakespeare have for us today? Oh, <laughs> he has the ability to put his finger on, on what it is to be a human being. Uh, I think better than any other writer uh that was working i mean even even his silly plays like comedy of errors you know you hear a line and you're just like oh that's what it's like you know the, the one of these characters who is who's who spends his whole life searching for his lost brother has this one beautiful line says i to the world am like a drop of water um that seeking my you know my brother out uh 
you know, that, that drop falls in the ocean and is lost there. And it's just like, yeah, that's what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the great English British playwright Tom Stoppard said, um, I believe that the, the right words and the right combination have the power to, to nudge the world a little bit. Um, and I think Shakespeare put more right words in the right combination than, <laughs> than any other you know person out there. Um, and it still applies 400 years later to men, to women, to, you know, Europeans, to Latinos, to, you know, it, it, it cuts across it all um, mm-hmm. and just makes us go, oh, yeah, that's what it's like <laughs> to and be alive. Is it fair to say mm-hmm. that, I mean, his literary works really serve as a foundation mm-hmm. for much of playwriting of i mean in terms of you know how he structured plays and presented yeah, absolutely characters. i mean you yeah. i mean you can't i mean it's hard to find a great work of literature that at least some way or other doesn't refer back to shakespeare i mean the the the, the huge hit right now right in the theater world is hamilton mm-hmm. um and you listen to that and he he quotes macbeth he quotes you know other you know Playwrights today are still are still building and being inspired by by what Shakespeare did, and not just playwrights. I mean, Opera Delaware just did their wonderful Spring Opera Festival mm-hmm. with you know right. Hamlet and Falstaff. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shakespeare is so huge, so so epic that you know artists of every kind um, want to jump in and, and and be inspired. Well, we've got about thirty seconds left, so a final plug for this summer's festival where people final can find plug, more yeah. information. Come on out, July fifteenth through the thirty first at Rockwood Park to see the Comedy of Errors. Uh, you can get your tickets at dellshakes.org, dot um, org, or you can just show up the night of the uh, of the festival and get your tickets at the park as well. Great, and you're also going to be appearing, I believe, at the yeah. Freeman stage. After we finish at, at Rockwood, we'll go down to August fourth and do a one night only at the Freeman stage. Well, this is great. David Stradley, the producing artistic director of the Delaware Shakespeare Festival. It's been great talking to you about Shakespeare, the upcoming Comedy of Errors at Rockwood Park. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for the time, Paul.